Welcome back, putas. What the fuck did I tell you last time, puta? <laughs> Give me a chance, puta. Your chance was given and you didn't take it. When we first started doing this and nobody wanted to do the fucking intro but me. But that was the first episode. We've been trying and you shut us down. Love it. Love it. I let you have your moment and now we're going to bring it back down to reality. I hate him. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Low-Key Deadly. We are sweating in this room, even though the AC is set at 75 degrees. I'm not. I am sweating in this room, even though the AC is set to 75 degrees. It is fucking hot, and I am done. I'm Cameron. I'm Victoria. (laughs) I'm Sylvia. So, how has everybody's week been? Who and how many people have you slept with? Well, (laughs) Well, shit. (laughs) Mm-mm. To get right to the point, 17 men. <laughs> In a week. <laughs> and that's just Cameron. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, I don't know how to follow that. <laughs> I have been social distancing, I will say that. I've been working. <laughs> I have to go into the office, so we try to social distance shit how that's what i just don't get like why not just have everybody work from home it is possible you can figure it out i know hipaa and like whatever the laws are you can make it work well i was working from home but then i'm training somebody so we had to be in. it's just it's so easy to figure it out and have everybody work from home like you can train from home like you can do all of those things, but sometimes companies can make it difficult. I'm talking to you if that is you. No so comment. <laughs> I think it's just important for companies to give their people the option, if it's important to them, to work from home. Mm-hmm. I work from home every day. You know. <laughs> well, didn't we have the record number of, like, COVID cases in Arizona in one day? Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, so. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> everybody can tell Sylvia's been sleeping around. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> she keeps track of that shit. Where not to go? Where to go? Ah, uh, you're Maricopa. Mm-mm. I'm looking for more Pinal Pima. <laughs> but I heard Tucson was a hot spot. Really? Mm-hmm. Gross. So don't go to Tucson. Yeah, Gross. say it, bitch. Say it. A dirty tea. <laughs> um. So we are drinking today. And I am a mixologist, so I made today's drink. Barista. Baristas are mixologists. So, <laughs> I made two different drinks. I made one with the SodaStream energy drink. So, I used that with some scotch. I thought it was whiskey, but it's scotch. I wonder why it's strong. It's really good. I really like it. Thank you. Whoa. Alcoholic. <laughs> I really like it. It's really good. <laughs> Thank you. And then for these can two. Can I have some more? Please, sir, can I have some more? I put a lot in mine by accident. Um, it's the same. So, yeah, that is what we are drinking today. So we might just get very fucked up during this episode. Um, I'm excited for this Because it's episode. not like a serious, serious one. So we can get a hey. pop off, sis. <laughs> Fuck it up, sis. Just fuck it up. <laughs> so, um, today's my... So, um... <laughs> <laughs> and, bye! <laughs> bye! <laughs> so, 
So today is my turn. Do, are we still doing that or do we stop doing that? Let's just stop doing that because it's like everybody should know the rotation. It's my turn. Or that day we're like, uh, whose turn is it today? And Sylvia got all crazy. She's like, you know today's mad. They're just mad because I came in late. I was like, oh. The viewers, uh, the listeners didn't need to know that. But okay. Um... So, okay, today, last week, during last week's episode, I said I was going to do some urban legends. Mm-hmm. And we did an urban legend episode, but it was Mexican urban legend. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Sylvia's Mexican. And you're Mexican, too. I'm Spanish. Mm-mm. So am I. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, blonde hair and black roots, very Spanish. <laughs> It's more like black yellow than blonde. It's Pride Month. <laughs> it's Pride Month, so you have the rainbow in your hair. The rainbow of nudes. Um Okay, so I looked up a bunch of like the very popular urban legends, like throughout the nineties, two thousands, I threw in some sixties and seventies. I basically did like a whole range of decades. And I really wanted to find out if there was, like, anything behind the urban legend that, like, really happened that might have been the reason why it started in the first place. So, let's get into it. Let's take a drink. Oh. I've been drinking so much, I, like, like my hand is shaking. I'm like... <laughs> Alcohol. <laughs> She's like... It's actually really good. It is good. Scotch slaps you across the face. Ugh. That's what I like. It's That's so what weird. I like. Because I can never, like before when I turned 21, I can never see myself drinking whiskey or scotch. It like grossed me out. Because it has this like... That's the only way that I can... Smoky. When I, was tw- when I turned 21, everybody's like, just try this drink. Jack and all that stuff is disgusting. And sweet drinks hurt my stomach. Mm-hmm. And all those hardcore ones are like my favorite. Yeah. I'm gonna say hardcore, but dark darker liquors, tequila, Coke. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, almost fell for that shit. <laughs> no, I Scotch, meant the soda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Weed. Mm. heroin. <laughs> Man, hell no, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> okay, so are you guys ready for the first one? Yes. Okay. I think this one is like a very like well known one, so I wanted to start off with that. And okay, I'm sorry. what? I just have to giggle. <laughs> sorry. This is just one of those chins. Chins. <laughs> this is gonna be one of those episodes today. I can tell. This is this is, this is one of those drinks that like gives you a double chin automatically because you're like. Don't worry, it'll stop. The more you keep drinking it, the more it's just gonna. Slide down your throat. (laughs) The more that chin's going to come out. Okay, so this one is called The Boyfriend's Death. So, um, two students had gone out to make out in a car. Because, you know, like in the... I don't know. Is this in the 90s? Did people do that still in the 90s? I know, like, in the 60s and 70s, like, they would just drive up to... Or, like, drive into the woods and, like, you know... (laughs) Me now. Fornicate. <laughs> fuck. You meant to say fuck. <laughs> mm, try to use big words and shit. So, um, 
In the story, there was like, there was a couple variations where the boyfriend would tell the girl that, oh, he's been having car problems, so it might not start back up, like as an excuse to like keep them out there, like thinking ahead of time, Mm -hmm. being that bitch. Um, And then there's another story where the car just didn't start because it like ran out of gas. So he was like, okay, um, I'm going to go get help and then we'll get going unless you want to blow me first. So she says, okay, and then they do all of that. <laughs> She's like, sure. I'm like, um, sure, Thomas. Um, <laughs> I would be like, oh, this is a weird request. <laughs> so um, after before he left, he suggested that she gets down on the floor, um, on the floor of the car, and so he suggested that she gets down on the floor of the car in the back and then put a blanket over her so no one... Like, looking in the car would see her. It's so fucked up. <laughs> Get in the bag, bitch. Um, oh and he told her God. not to look out um, or even get out of the car until he returned. And he told her, like, no matter what you hear, like, just stay in the car. Which, okay. This is, like, my first thing. Like, if somebody were to tell me that, I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do? I thought you were going to go get help. Like, why would I be concerned about, yeah. like, what's going on outside of the car? So, pause. I'm I'm a little bit confused. So, is he picking her up, or is this happening after the car breaks down? No, they went to go make out in the forest or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, the woods of Mm -hmm. Oregon. I don't know. But that's where they went, and the car broke down. So, he was like, okay, well, I'm going to go get help. But there's other stories where he's just playing that part, like, knowing that it's going to break down, so he knows that he's going to get some head. Oh, but that's still weird, though. Yeah, it's just a weird thing to say. Yeah. Um, my car broke down, but you know, give me some hand. <laughs> Head in the back, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for me. So you probably should start saying BJ. <laughs> I know. So after he told her to get in the back and like hunch down, he then walked off, and he didn't return for like. And the story said hours. And I'm like, why would you wait in a car for hours? I would be gone. Hidden under a blanket. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Mm-mm. After five minutes, I would have been like, Mm-mm, I'm okay, walking home. Hell no. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> she takes the blanket. Like, yeah. Jimmy, what the fuck? <laughs> I would have tested a car and been like, you know what? He's walking home. <laughs> so he doesn't come back. And then all of a sudden, she hears a tapping sound on the, on the top of the car. Like, tap, tap, tap. Um, and it was on the top of the car. And then she like, starts to go like, oh, my God. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> so she starts panicking and she still didn't get out. She stayed in the car all night and she kept hearing these tapping sounds. And then when the daylight came, she heard someone walking up to the car and a man's voice called out, is anyone in there? And it turned out to be the local sheriff. Okay. Um, and she peeked out of the window, which he told her not to do. Oh, just... why? <laughs> why did my heart just drop? My... So, okay. So she looks out of the window and he told her to get out of the car. It was really the sheriff. So, um, he told her to walk down the road to him and whatever she did, do not look back at the car. So she walked down the road to the sheriff's car, but looked back at the last minute and saw her boyfriend's head impaled on the CB antenna, dripping blood onto the car. So he was dead that whole time. Oh, it was his body tapping? Yeah. 
And I know there's different variations. So one of them, like some guys on top holding her boyfriend's head. Another one, like her, uh, the guy is just like on top, like waiting to kill her. Like there's so many variations of these stories, first of all. (laughs) Um, But... It's possible, what I was reading, from what I was reading, it's possible that the root of this legend is just from previous, like, Lover's Lane murders, because you know that that had happened, like, in the Mm -hmm. past, so there's no, like, real, like, one case where, like, this exact thing had happened. Um, So, does she hear screaming? No. Like, this is the thing about these urban legends, like, when you're trying to find the story, is there's no, like, detailed account of, like, what happens. So, like, it's just just a very general, like, he told her not to get out, she got out, and then he was, like, you know, huddled on the car with his boyfriend's head. Like, they're, like, that minimum sometimes. So, um, I think the whole moral of the story is, like, don't be a hoe. (laughs) You know, like. I thought you were going to say, don't look back. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't look there's back a lot at of it. things that she should have done. A, don't be a hoe. B, if you decide to be a hoe, because that's your business, you need to not just listen because mm-hmm. it saved her life. She listened, but at the last minute chose not to. Can you just picture the movie like a little girl walking in all of a sudden? She's like, ah. yeah. <laughs> it's so extra, like these stories. Like in the movie. Have you guys okay. seen the movie Urban Legends? I think I've seen it. Oh, bitch. We have to watch it. I have it, so we'll watch it after. But it basically, like, takes you through all of these, like, in a movie, and, like, these people get fucked up by this one person. So, the next one that I have is called, Aren't You Glad You Didn't Turn On The Light? (gasps) I know this one. I know this one. So, two college roommates, they were complete opposite. One is a party girl, and the other is alternative- Bookworm. Oh, God. Just kidding. <laughs> so, um, so one liked to study and the other one liked to party. So in preparation for their upcoming midterms, the studious roommate, her name was Jane, in quotes, uh, planned a Friday night of studying while the partier, Mary, decided to go to a frat party, which I've never been to a frat party. And that is like my one regret. Like, I wish I would have gone to one. I don't I know we're why. Crazy. I feel like we went to parties like but i've never been to a frat party i should have been in a frat no yeah i feel like those people are assholes and they're still assholes to this day probably mm-hmm. my kind of people um, <laughs> there's a lot of depths that's around for um fraternities and sororities really mm-hmm. but it's the hazing culture that happens mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is okay a good one, though. Huh? this is a good one mm-hmm so the two were friends, even though they were like completely different people. And while Mary got ready for the party, she tried to get Jane to go. She was like, come on, bitch, let's go suck some dick. Let's have some fun. <laughs> um, Remember kind of like how I used to get you to go out? No, that's not what you would say. You should, I need a drink. <laughs> Um, so Jane insisted that she needed to study and Mary left for the party. So Jane agreed to leave the door unlocked so that Mary wouldn't have to bring her keys and she could just like come in and not have to fiddle with the lock. And while Mary was at the party, she met up with another group of friends and they convinced Mary to stay at their place for the night. And Mary was like, yeah, bitch, I got you. First of all, if my roommate is leaving the door unlocked for me, like I have an obligation to go home. Or call her or find a way yeah. to let her know. Yeah. Yeah. But in the 90s, like, did people have cell phones? 
Sometimes, but I think cell phones were like a thing in like '98. Like I know they. Were I feel like before, they should. But. She should have left it like kind of open, like if I don't come back home at this time, lock the door. Yeah. Like there's pay phones, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there were still phones. Yeah. It, it don't mm-hmm. matter. She still could have called. Mm-hmm. So. Um, what year was the story? 1997 they was had, like when it like circulated. Mm-hmm. They had communication. Um, so Mary agreed to stop by her room to get her keys. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was a little ahead of myself. So she agreed to stay at their place, but she went back to get her keys from her apartment. So she mm-hmm. locked the door. So she's mm-hmm. she's not a bitch. Okay. So it was about <laughs> 2 a.m. when Mary got back. She snuck in and grabbed her keys, leaving the lights off, not wanting to wake up her roommate. So the next morning, Mary walked home and intended to ask Jane for some help studying And when she reached her room and opened the door, she saw Jane murdered at her desk. And on the wall was in Jane's blood, they wrote, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? What the fuck? That's what what I, that's what I mean about these stories. There's no context. Like there's no, I I feel like the story, isn't the story kind of real though? Part of me feels like the girl killed her and then wrote that like as an alibi. Yeah. I don't know. That I couldn't find any like any reason behind the story or like if something like that really happened. Um, Those are the best though. When you just don't know, you're just like, that's it. That's what happened. Um, no, those aren't the best because mm-hmm. I'm very into like the investigation part, like who, what, when, where. That's why I was really debating on if I wanted to do these or not because I knew that these stories did not have a lot of context. So mm-hmm. that's why I tried to find something to relate it to, you mm-hmm. know, just to have it make a little more sense, like. The stories are good. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, I love they, it. They make you go like, fuck. <laughs> Ugh. Um, but Lucky for doors. me, I need a lot of context behind a story. Like, why the bitch was even out that night instead of studying. Like, mm-hmm. what her GPA was. Those what types of things. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? But I'd be like, yes, sir. I'm glad I did not turn mm-hmm. on the light. Just imagine, too. Like, he's probably there, like, with a knife. And Vicky's all. And you're like, okay, bye. <laughs> Keep your keys and go. <laughs> um, so this next one, this one's actually a long one because this has to do with something that really happened and it's like really behind it. So I was like, oh shit, okay, so I'm going to take some time on this one. Um, okay. So do you know on Halloween when your parents used to tell you, like, check your candy and make mm-hmm. sure there was no, like, n- needles or razors in it? Like, I think I know this story. This fucking story is so much. So... There's just variations where they're like, check your candy. There's a razor in your Snickers. Like, and my parents used to scare me, or it might have been my brother and sister. Like, somebody used to scare me with this. Like, so I'd be like, I'm not eating that fucking candy, first of all. Like, mm-hmm. it's not worth it to me. So, in looking this up, like, there is actually a story that took place. Um, a lot of the stories are urban legends. So, like, it, you know, it, it's kind of like a spinoff of whatever had happened here because this story didn't have anything to do with like razor blades or anything like Mm -hmm. that. So in 1974, Ronald O'Brien took his children out to trick or treat in Texas. They visited a few homes and there was one that didn't open the door and the kids were like, bitch, I don't want to stay here. Like, let's just go. Um, So they proceeded on to the next house, but Ronald stayed behind waiting for the door to open, which why? Yeah. Like, move on. If your kids don't want to be there, like, what are you? You're going to open this damn door so <laughs> I can get my kids some candy. Like, no. Mm-hmm. Would have left. Okay. So, um, the kids didn't want to stay, so they went on to the next house. And then 
it, like, I don't know, a couple minutes later, it doesn't say, but Ronald eventually caught up with them and he had five of those 21 inch pixie sticks, those big ones. Mm-hmm. When, uh, right before they were like heading home, he was like, oh, here. And he gave it to two of his neighbor kids, both of his kids, and one boy that actually went to their church. So there was like five pixie sticks in total. And his son, Timothy, was like, I want to eat some cookie candy. And he, he let him pick out one, and Timothy ended up picking out the pixie stick. A little bit after he started, he, he ate it, he started complaining that it tasted bitter. His dad gave him some Kool-Aid to wash out the, the bitter taste of whatever he was eating. And then Timothy started to complain about stomach pains and ran to the restroom and started vomiting and convulsing. This story, like, gets right into the business. No mm-hmm. lie. So at later on, um, Ronald said that he was, like, holding Timothy, like, while he was convulsing and while he was vomiting until he just went limp. And Timothy died while he was on the way to the hospital less than an hour about uh, after eating the pixie stick. Pixie stick. Um, and, of course, like, this made the community, like, go crazy. Like, and they started taking all of the, the candy and giving it to the police because they were scared that it was poisoned. Which, this is what I need to know is, like, how did they find out about it? Like, how would they even know that that was, like, a source of it? I don't know if they just said that he was poisoned, like, over the mm-hmm. news, maybe. Um, so at that point, police didn't suspect any foul play with it. He, they thought that the kid was sick, which again, I'm like, why would everybody be returning their candy if that was the case? Mm-hmm. But that was in the story. So I'm just relaying a message. Um, until, so they didn't suspect anything until the toxicology report revealed the pixie stick, um, that Timothy A contained a lethal amount of potassium cyanide. So they recovered four of the five pixie sticks after the police call up the parents to notify. I guess Ronald maybe have told them, like, I gave these pixie sticks to um, these four kids. Mm-hmm. And one of the family became hysterical when they couldn't locate the pixie stick and ran upstairs to find their, st- son, their son asleep while holding the pixie stick. And it turns out that he wasn't able to get past the seal and open it. So he didn't end up eating it because he couldn't get into it. He just passed out. Yeah. He was like, I'm done. <laughs> Trying to open it. I mean, could you imagine, like, the luck of just, like, not yeah. eating it when, like, it's in your hand? Um, so they examined the pixie sticks, and in each of them, the top two inches were potassium cyanide. Wow. It's like, what, like that much? And um, that's enough to kill, like, four adults. So to put it in those pixie sticks and they're obviously you know especially on halloween it's not mainly the adults eating the candy it's the kids yeah so it was like you were trying to kill some kids and i want to know where people buy fucking i was just about to ask that like yeah so i was like where is the black market so no he there's like a chemical supply store by him and that's where he went to get it but like you have to have like some credentials to be able to get that you have to have a license to be able to explain why you need it I, I, that's, that's what I don't get. I, maybe. But it's wait. not, you know, it's not a drug. It's a chemical. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why it's like more freely available. But I, I, if you were to go, I mean, what year was this actually? 70, 74, 75. 74. Oh, yeah. that's why. Yeah. I just Googled, can you make cyanide? And then it says, here's a complete recipe on how to make sodium cyanide. Oh my God. <laughs> so you can find it on Google. I'm not taking mm-hmm. any drinks from you now that you found that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, 
Okay, so Ronald initially told police that he couldn't remember where he got the candy, which made police a little bit suspicious. I mean, anybody would be... I'd be like, Mm -hmm. you're the one who gave it to the kids, and you don't know where the candy came from? That's a lie. Well, to top it off, they had only gone to, like, two two streets, so that's where they were like, you don't remember? Because it started raining, and they had to come home. Mm -hmm. Don't be suspicious. Don't Don't be be suspicious. suspicious. So, okay... So Ronald initially told police that he couldn't remember where he got the candy, which made police suspicious because they were only able to walk two streets because it was raining and none of those homes handed out pixie sticks because they they checked with them. Ronald claimed that he revisited the home before catching up with the group and he told them that the owner didn't turn on the lights, he cracked the door and he handed him five pixie sticks. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) That's a... Automatically, I would have been like, you know what? Stop lying. Stop. (laughs) Just stop. So he claimed that he only saw the man's arm, which he said it was hairy. And the home was owned by a man and his name was Courtney Melvin. And he was an air traffic controller. So he didn't get home from work until 11 p.m. on Halloween. And police were able to rule him out because nearly 200 people confirmed that he was at work. So during their investigation, they actually found <laughs> investigation. So during their investigation, they found out that Ronald was over a hundred thousand dollars in debt. He had a history of not being able to hold a job. Um, his car was about to be repossessed. He had defaulted on several bank loans and had the family home foreclosed on. And he was on the verge the verge of being fired uh, for theft at his job. Oh my god! <laughs> like this man. Like, oh. are you joking? Um, How many kids does he have? Two. Oh, hell no. Is he married? Yes. Police discovered that he had taken out life insurance policies on both of his kids in the months before. Okay, so in January of 1974, so earlier that year, he had taken out $10,000 in life insurance policies on both of his children, which in 2020, it's like $55,000 or something like that. Um, and a month before he killed his son, he took out an additional $20,000, uh, for both kids. And the insurance agency was like, what the fuck is going on? So they were like, I don't think you should do this. And he did it anyways. A couple days before Timothy's death, he had taken out another $20,000 on each child. And the total of the policies was approximately $60,000. Yeah. And so his wife was like, I had no idea about any of these insurance policies. Like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And after learning that he visited a chemical supply store in Houston to buy cyanide shortly before Halloween, um, he actually left without purchasing anything because the smallest amount you could purchase was five pounds. They started to be like, okay. It took that for them to be like, okay, maybe he killed his kid. Like, are are you joking? What? Police theorized that he had laced the candies with poison in an effort to kill his children, collect their life insurance policies, duh. And they believe he gave the other children the candy so that he can cover up, like, that it wasn't him. Because it's like, all these Mm -hmm. other kids died. Like, why would it be me? And he was arrested in November of 1974. And he was indicted on one count of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder. He entered a plea of not guilty on all five counts. Liar. <laughs> yeah. And in June of 1975, it took the jury 46 minutes to find him guilty of capital murder 
and four counts of attempted murder, and it took the jury 71 minutes to sentence him to death. So after he was convicted, his wife filed for divorce, was able to issue some stays of education or to get approved some stays of stays of executions. So it kind of pushed it out a couple of years. And on March 31st of 1984, uh, shortly after midnight, midnight, he was executed by lethal injection, saying that he felt the death penalty was wrong. And he added, I forgive all. And I do mean all of those people who have been involved in my death. God bless you all. And may God's blessings be always yours. Yeah. You killed your kid for some money because you put yourself in debt. Yeah. Not your kids. I know. So rotten hell, bitch. I'm sorry, just, but that makes me mad. Like he should have killed himself. Like you put yourself in <laughs> debt, and the fact that you Jesus Sylvia, and the fact that I'm you sorry. pulled out a life insurance. Hey, first of all, let's go back to life should insurance have sat on a dildo. policy. He pulled out the life insurance policy automatically. Like why? That already makes you guilty. We've already done stories where pulling out life insurance is just automatically me. And then the person if you're dies. going to kill somebody, don't take out a life insurance policy on them. Yeah, do it two years before. Don't. Yeah. It's just <laughs> so during the execution, a crowd of 300 demonstrators gathered outside the prison and cheered while some yelled trick or treat and others showered anti-death penalty demonstrators with candy. So people were protesting basically and they were throwing candy on them. So that was one behind like this is like a true story behind the, the urban legend. Um, I still check the candy. Crazy. Yeah. For cyanide. I don't eat. I don't no. eat anything from anybody. I would Same rather make my own shit or I would go out yeah. and buy it. But, like, I don't like eating from people I don't know. Mm-hmm. I won't take candy from their house. Like, Or um, just... I learned this trick where you take, oh, obviously, the wrapped candies and you put it in a bowl of water. And if you start seeing bubbles, Ew, that's smart. There's, a, there's a hole in it. So throw those ones yeah. out. My next story. Have you guys ever heard about anything with, like, Pop Rocks? No, I'm Pop just Mm-hmm. Do you know what Pop Rocks are? Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) there uh, is this urban legend about Pop Rocks. And in the late 1970s, um, you know the serial life? Well, they had this uh, spokesperson play this character. And his name was Little Mikey, the character. And he was played by John Gilchrist. Gilchrist? One of those two. And in 1975, General Foods released Pop Rocks. And Pop Pop Rocks are like carbonated candy so they fizz in your mouth or whatever well apparently like parents were afraid to give them to their kids because they thought like it was not good for them because of the carbonation they thought it would like expand their stomach like whatever people explain these thought yeah <laughs> so uh, <laughs> there was this um so one day, a woman came up to John's mom, and she was like, oh my god, I am so sorry to hear about your son. She's like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? And she's like, my kid just like came home, and he went to the park. So of course, like that would freak somebody out. So yeah. she sent her other son to go over to the park to check on him, and he was totally fine. And apparently, there was a rumor going around that little Mikey from the Life commercial had sadly died because he ate six packs of Pop Rocks while drinking a Pepsi. And his stomach exploded. Mm. 
And this this was like a real like le- urban legend. Like people are like, do not eat pop rocks and drink Pepsi Kinda because like Mentos you will and die. Coke. Yeah, yeah, same same thing. <laughs> and I was just like, how could anybody just like believe that? But I was reading this thing, and it was like for people to believe these, like you have to have somebody that is very like notable or famous, but they're all, people also don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. So a TV commercial person is like totally the perfect person for some of these types of rumors Mm -hmm. so this like carried on from like the 70s 80s 90s everybody thought this kid was dead and he is not dead (laughs) like he's totally alive (laughs) but oh hell no it's it's insane i would have punched that lady in the face to be telling me oh i'm sorry about your son what do you what the fuck do you mean (laughs) what did you do um yeah so don't eat pop rocks and drink pepsi apparently is a more story i think we tried that like where we put like we actually got pop rocks put in our mouth and then all you would just hear it just go <laughs> i'm like Ugh. <laughs> yeah i was just like that, that was the fun of it <laughs> so my next one is called the babysitter and the man upstairs so this originated around like the 60s 70s So, a young couple living in a large isolated house had gone out to a dinner party one evening and left the babysitter in charge of their two children. The children were put to bed and the babysitter was like, okay, well, I'm going to go watch TV and then the phone rings. So, she answers the phone and then she hears some guy laughing, like, across the phone. And he all of a sudden is like, okay, he's like, not okay. (laughs) Okay. So all of a sudden he's like, I'm upstairs with the children. You better come up. Like, could you imagine? Who? What children? I would have been in my car going like, kids, are you guys good? <laughs> but if you were downstairs, what would you do if you heard that on the phone? You'd be like. I would have called 911 automatically. I would have ran upstairs. I would have ran out I the door. I would throw my phone and ran upstairs. <laughs> I would have called 911 if they ran upstairs. I don't know why. Yeah. But, like, it's just the thought of, like, what the fuck? I don't know. Yeah. So, she obviously thought that it was, like, a prank. So, she hung up the phone and, like, continued to watch TV. Like, any sane person would do, I guess. And a little bit later, it rings again, and she picks it up. The laughter comes, and he's like, I'm upstairs with the children. You better come up. Oh, don't don't say it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she started to get scared, and she called the operator, and the operator told her that they would notify the police, and should he call again, she just needs to keep him talking to give them time to trace the call and have him arrested. In the 60s, was tracing a call a thing? I don't think so. That's what I'm operator, I think so. But because they have the ability to like switch you to a certain line, so it makes sense that they'd be able to trace it. But how would they be able to trace it if like would they have? Won't she have to be on the phone with them when he calls? That's what they were saying. They were like, keep him on the phone, yeah, so I can trace it, so they can trace the call. Okay. Um. So after she called the operator, the phone rang again, and the voice was like. I'm upstairs with the children. You better come up. Mm. So she tried to keep him talking, and I he must have figured out what was going on, and he put the phone down. So seconds later, the phone rings, and this time it was the operator who said, get out of the house straight away. The man's on the extension. <laughs> 
First of all, how would they know? Like, how would they know that? And how would the phone ring if, like, they were in the house? Because, like, if you call from your house phone, how would it ring to your house phone? Wait, that is true. Right? Also, why hasn't she gotten the fucking kid? Yeah, why has she not checked on the kid? That would have been the first thing. I would have been, like, already on the phone with the operator. I would have been out. Running upstairs. Like, it wouldn't be, oh, I'm just going to watch TV. You know, those pranksters. You don't those damn kids. Um, so <laughs> she puts down the phone and then heard somebody coming down the stairs. And she ran out of the house and ran straight into the arms of the police. Still no children. So <laughs> the police go into the house and find a man with a large butcher knife. And he had entered the house through an upstairs window, murdered both children, and was just about to do the same to the babysitter. <gasps> That bitch oh. saved herself. Oh my bitch. god. <laughs> so this story actually came, like there is an origin story from this, and it happened in the 1950s. So there was this eighth grader, and her name was Jeanette, and she decided to skip out on hanging out with her classmates so she can go and babysit for like a family friend. And she was babysitting this three-year-old boy. And when she had gotten there, he was already asleep. One, um, there's this documentary. Have you ever uh, seen Killer Legends? Mm-mm. It's like about like all of these things, and it kind of goes into detail. So they interviewed one of her friends, and she was like, "It was a really eerie night, and I was also babysitting, and I just felt uneasy." So reports say that in Colombia, where they were, um, the temperature was below freezing, and it was raining and sleeting. What is sleeting? Isn't it like when, um, if it's like cold, and I think it may be like water turning to ice. Oh. It's like work. almost hail. Yeah. It's almost hail. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> people don't really know what happened next, but Janet, Jeanette. Janelle. Janelle. <laughs> Um, she was raped and strangled to death with an iron cord and the killer was likely somebody that she knew she tried to call the police but all they heard on the other end were desperate screams telling them to come quick and they were unable to trace the call so soon after the phone call to the police the people that owned the home tried to call to check in and see how everything was going and the signal was busy but they were like "Eh, she's probably on the phone And it was when they came home that they realized that the busy tone had been the phone off the hook and nearby Jeanette laid dead. Oh my God. I know. The kid was fine. I'm not saying like, obviously. They didn't say anything about the kid. So I'm assuming that he was just sleeping the whole time. I mean, thank God. Oh my gosh. So uh, again, there's no context on how he got in the house. Nobody knows that this story like. I think it I might have been like a cold case or something like that. The you, story's you know all, it? It's also in the scary stories to tell in the dark. That book. The scary Is book. it? Mm-hmm. Really? It's called The Babysitter. It's shorter than this, though. Oh, really? It's also really creepy. Shit. Oh, wow. I love those books. So the next one that I'm going to tell you is called The Clown Statue. Mm. And we talked about it a little bit last week, but this is like the full story. So... A girl is babysitting two little girls while their parents went out for dinner. And a little bit after they left, they realized they had forgotten to give her their cell phone number. So they called her back. And uh, when she wrote down the number, the babysitter was like, hey, can I watch TV in your bedroom? 
And they were like, yeah, sure, bitch, go for it. Are the kids asleep? <laughs> um, so she had just put the children to bed and wanted to watch one of her favorite shows. So the parents, um, they didn't want their kids watching TV, so the, they only had satellite, like, in their bedroom. Oh, okay. So she sent the girls to go to bed downstairs. She went upstairs to watch uh, her show. And the girls kept coming back, and they were like, the clown is staring at us. Like, can you cover him up? Like, he's creeping us out. She was like, oh, okay. So she went downstairs and saw a small clown statue looking at the girl's bed, and she didn't want to break it or anything. So she covered it up, and she called the girl's mom. And she was like, hey, there's this clown, the, that clown statue in your room. Like, I covered it up. I hope it's okay. And the mom was like, get out of the house. And she was like, why? She's like, we don't have a clown statue in the house. Oh, I can't. <laughs> so she ended up getting out of the house, and they called the police. And it turns out that the clown was a little person dressed as a clown who was schizophrenic and in a catatonic state. So he had been hiding out in the house for a week. Just like... Nobody noticed him. <laughs> Wait, but was he like pause? Was he always in that in the girl's bedroom, or mm-hmm. did he just barely got there? No, for a week, apparently. And the it's girls an just got creeped out that same day. <laughs> no, I would have been creeped out that same. Like, no, the moment I saw that clown, but like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Whose is this? No, and get it out of here. You like it? Put it in your room. Get it out. <laughs> That's scary. Uh, it's too much. Um, so next I have like three just like little ones that are like pretty like they're they're out there, like people know them. Mm-hmm. Um so one is the kidney heist. So a traveler pulling over for the night stops at a hotel and meets a beautiful woman. They have beautiful is very subjective, so I don't know what this bitch looked like. But you're gonna say they had beautiful sex. <laughs> <laughs> they, they fucked beautifully. <laughs> um so they had some drinks and they got to know each other. And then at the end of the night, they s- decided to go back to his room for a little bit of a rub and tug. <laughs> mm. So don't th- ever say it like that again. <laughs> Mm-mm. I'm to chug this drink. So- <laughs> I'm gonna rub and tug this drink. Everything goes dark, and when the man wakes up, he's in a bathtub with ice with an incision in his back. And there were instructions left for him to call 911 immediately. And when doctors examined him, they discovered his kidney was missing. So the woman turned out to be an organ thief. Oh, my God. (laughs) It just gets right into it. Oh, my. So what do you do for work? Um, An organ thief. It sounds like get out. I work in the black market. (laughs) Sounds like get out. Yeah. You should have gone the fuck out. I'm just not that stupid. I would never, like... (laughs) First of all, with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, a man can do that too, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. First of all, you don't want my kidneys. They're probably fucked. Oh, that'd be so creepy. You wake you up thinking... in the tub and you're like opened up. I'd be like, you couldn't have given me some fucking lipo while you were in there? Are you kidding me? <gasps> or some Tylenol, bitch? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Could you imagine just seeing like a note call 911 right now? <laughs> And I imagine how she walked out of the hotel with this fucking with kidney. a little ice box. Just I got what? this ice box where my heart used to <laughs> this be. This bitch. <laughs> so the next one, I think a lot of people have heard of, and I don't understand why people do this to this day because I won't do this. I don't give a shit what you do with your life. So this one is about flashing headlights on the highway. 
So a man was traveling down a dark road when he notices a car in the distance with their headlights off. And I had no idea this was a thing until like like people were doing it to me. And I'm like, what What the fuck? Like, why are you flashing your light yeah. to me? So <laughs> I, as they come closer to each other, the man wanted to warn him that his headlights are off. And how do you do this? You flash your headlight. And your tits. Um, uh, no. <laughs> so yeah. one, not two. You... <laughs> Oh shit, my headlights are off. <laughs> hey. Um, so you flash your headlights. Um, Is that one boob or two? <laughs> Both of them are out. I suffer from uniboob. Sorry. Um, so that's what he did. He flashed his headlights and not thinking anything of it, he continues down the road. Um, but when he looked in his rearview mirror, he sees the car make a U-turn and begin following him and speeding up. So the driver caught up to him and ran him off the road and ended up killing him. The driver was joining a gang, and as part of their initiation, they had to drive down the road with their headlights off until someone flashed, flashed them. I never they had to assault them or kill them. I never flashed my lights because I'm ever since that. I never flash my lights. I don't but, give a shit if somebody's headlights are off. Like, that's I, their business. But there You're is... You're that bitch that flashes them, aren't No, it's because I go downtown a lot, and there's always some people... Like, one person driving down, the like, a one-way road. And two people have almost hit me. So, like, when they do that, I, like, start honking or, like, flash my headlights because they don't get it. Like, it's a one-way. You're going to kill someone, bitch. Or, you stop um, hanging out downtown. <laughs> or um, if you're driving down, like, the highway... And they're like right behind you. They'll flash the lights for you to move out the way because you're going too slow. Yeah. But the first time it happened to me, I was like, hell no. <laughs> I pulled over to the next exit and I was like looking for that car to make sure he wasn't following me. I was freaked out. And then Mondo was like, no, he, you were probably going too slow. I was like, oh. But slow uh, in Arizona highways is 95. I know. People are crazy here. And that's exactly why I won't flash somebody because you know that they'll fucking kick your ass. Like, or people will shoot you here. I'll fight somebody. But Mm-mm. Remember the I-10 shooter? Yes. Mm-hmm. Somebody should do that. Did they ever uh-huh. catch him? Yeah, I, I think so. They did? Yeah, oh. but then people were saying it wasn't him. So you remember the baseline knows? killer? What? You don't remember the baseline killer? No. Wasn't he? He was going around like raping and killing women. Yeah. Did this happen? Like literally 2012. Oh, I was in here. Bitch. Okay. I hate her so much. <laughs> I was in New York. As she's filling with her freaking Apple Watch. Uh, I was in here. I was in New York. Well, I Fashion you week. Choke. Oh my gosh. So, my last story. I know it's something that you do because you're crazy. Just kidding. You're not crazy. You're smart. Um. So, okay. A woman is driving at night. She's going to her little destination, wherever that may be. Little destination. (laughs) And she needs to get gas, so she pulls over in a gas station, and she's, like, waiting for the attendant because it's, like, raining out, whatever, or it's a full service. You know those ones where they Mm -hmm. come out to you. So she hands him his credit card, and he goes inside to run it, and he comes back out, and he's like, hey, there's a problem with your card. Can you come in? So you can call the. Um, oh, I know. I like, my wow. heart dropped to my butt. Oh my god! So he's like, "Can you come in so we can call the car company and get it all straightened out?" And she's like, "Okay." So she gets out of the car and they're walking back. And he turns to her and he's like, "There is someone in your back seat and they have a knife. We're gonna go into the gas station. We're gonna lock the door and we're gonna call the police." 
So it turns out that hiding in her seat, there is a man that was trying to kill her. So he was like ducked down, but the guy saw her and he saved her. So that was a good one. But there are variations of this story where she doesn't listen to him and she drives away. Yeah, in that uh, Urban Legends uh, episode, uh, uh, movie. movie. Yeah. Oh, I check my seat all the time. Or lock your doors when you get gas. Yeah, I lock my doors automatically. I don't care if I'm pumping right next to it. Mm -hmm. Um, There have been situations at the gas station that ever since it happened, like I'm very, very cautious. Or like even especially when I'm driving home at night, I live very far. Like Mm -hmm. I always check my back seat. Let me give you a little story. So um, I was actually hanging out with you guys that night, but I had obligations the next day. So I told myself, hey, I'm going to drive home. We had just finished going out and I think it was around like 1.30. I'm driving. I was like, fuck, I need gas. So I went to go get gas. I'm pumping gas and I had on this shirt and these booty shorts, which to this day I have not worn because it creeped me the fuck out. So I'm just pumping gas and this guy is just standing there looking at me the whole entire time. And he's not just looking, he's going, mm, mm. Oh. Mm. So I was thinking to myself, like, like, I was like thinking to myself, like, is he eating something? Like, is it, it must be delicious. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I look up. Did you get up, the hot dog here? <laughs> I look up and mind you, I had just dropped my debit card. So I was trying to pick it up and I look up and he's, he's just staring at me. And again, it's like two o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, um, okay. He's on. And I told myself, okay, don't just ignore everybody. Get Hurry up, pump gas and get in your car. And he looks at me and he's all like, where are you from? First step, I already knew never to tell him where Mind I was your from. your motherfucking business. <laughs> and I didn't say anything. I was just like, boop, 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 slide cart, whatever. So then he was all like, you ain't going to answer me? <laughs> Where, where are you from? Girl, you look good. And I was like, oh Thank my you. God. And I'm just sitting there to myself. My legs are ashy. Like, <laughs> uh-uh. I know something up with you. So then he gets out of his, he gets in his car, drives around the gas station and pops back to the same spot. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So this time I'm like hurrying up trying to pump gas. And I'm like freaking out because I was like, what's this dude doing? And then next thing you know, he's just like, what's your name? Where you? Where do you live? Oh, do you have a man? Man, you look sexy. I'm just like, I know damn well I didn't look sexy. My makeup was melting because I was all, I was day drinking all motherfucking day. I had ashy ass legs. I was wearing those damn shorts. And I was like, ew. And then he drove, or got back in his car and drove around again. But this time parked in front of the gas station. And he got off his car, got to the sidewalk, and continued to stare at me. Ew. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is why today, even if I have obligations, I will wake up early. I'm not going to the gas station that mm. late anymore. Yeah. Ugh. It's scary. <sighs> yeah. That happened to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, like, how can you be so, like... Just disgusting. Like, who would respond to that, first right. of all? And if you're one of those people, then you're disgusting. I told them, have a good night, sir. But yeah, I love Urban Legends. Yeah. Like, I think that they are so good. I just wish people would come up with some more details on them. Like, because they're already not real, so somebody fabricate the fucking shit. Like, but I think it makes people. it creepier that you don't know the no. details. Yeah, I think that's why. Because you're just like, oh, shit. Because then if, they, like, if there's too much detail in it, 
then you're just like, this shit's real. Let me look it up. And then after that, it's like, don't believe this shit. It's fake. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if someone was just like, yeah, he went upstairs, killed five children and walked out. And be like, ass. who? What happened? Where was this? And yeah. yeah. Little Mikey yeah. ate some pop rocks and his butthole exploded. <gasps> <laughs> just kidding. She did it this time, not me. <laughs> you know what? You started it. I heard you. <laughs> I didn't say shit. He didn't say shit. shit. Oh, yes, you did. He didn't say he just shit. He said, eat your ass. I did not. You would have heard me. I'm right no. here. He, he didn't say it. You fucking bitch. I am so done with you, you know projecting what, all of your anger <laughs> and your bitch. problems onto I you. I want this stupid ass topic laughing. to stop. He's laughing because he's lying. We have been doing it for how many episodes? She brought it up it's last time, time to too. stop talking about ass. Do you remember? Because I was, I said asthma. Okay, she was last like, time. I thought you were going to say, say ass. Last time it was me, but I heard you say ass, so then I was like, little Mikey. I you said be hearing asthma. a lot of shit, and then you be going off of it when nothing really happened. <laughs> All right. Mm-mm. Sip your drink. I see you guys. <laughs> Lying shit. <Mm-mm>. <laughs> <laughs> did you really say it? Lying yes, he did. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Uh. Don't fucking lie, dude. <laughs> this shit was so strong i could mm-hmm. not i could i like i'm barely like to the bottom okay let's chug it that shit was good that was actually pretty good when i listen to this fucking podcast again and i hear you fucking say ass bitch you're not he's going gonna, to cut, it. gonna cut it out he's gonna cut it. that's what's gonna happen and he's gonna be like see bitch i didn't say it <laughs> <laughs> you were like, yes, you did. I go, no, I didn't. And I went. <laughs> if you like us and you like this story, follow us on our socials at LKD Podcast. Like us, share us, comment. You know, leave Eat five stars. No, don't do that. <laughs> and yeah. Little Mikey. Bye. Bye, Rest little Mikey. Rest in peace. Oh, and don't eat fucking Pop Robs and Pepsi. Coke is fine. Bye. Coke is fine. Bye.